Over 30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. It's the 10 o'clock hour, our open home hour. We throw the doors wide open to anything you, the Arizona want to homeowner want to talk about your home castle or cabin to join the conversation it's one 767 4348 rosie for you you'll hear an auto attendant answer just uh hit number one to bypass that message and i'll put you into the studio text questions can be sent to 411-923 and you can email info at rosieonthehouse.com those are the ways you can get in touch with the studio during our live broadcast here this Saturday morning, you also, uh, if you signed up for our weekly newsletter, you also had a preview of what was coming up in today's broadcast for all of our hours, for our 8 o'clock outdoor living hour. We had Jay Harper in and talked about fall fertilizing, uh, winter to l- summer to winter lawn transitions. We talked about fall planting. Our 9 o'clock hour, we <laughs> kind of went... Bunny uh, trail. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say it's related to housing and the how we light our homes and our communities at night, but kind of off the topic a little bit, but still very interesting. And now it's our open home hour. Absolutely. And uh, boy, here in this season of events, um, I'll bring up Jennifer and I's little trip one more time. We didn't, we, we go to a, corner of the state that doesn't have real good cell reception, doesn't have real good internet connection, doesn't even, even where we stay, the TV only gets one station, so we never turn it on. I didn't realize how refreshing it was not to hear campaign ads for three whole days. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually, I, I was driving back into town with a lighter heart, not having to listen how my two congressional opponents how much they hate each other and hear it 400 times a day it was just so refreshing yeah i loved it romy talked about all the things we do to be your best friend and in this week's internet machine we have jen at the office dive in and kind of sort through it and see where did everybody leave their little digital footprints what, what one topic are people being drawn to more than another? And this week, it's about flagstone patios. They want to know the pros and cons of flagstone patios. And there is a long list of pros. There's a long list of cons. <laughs> flagstone has kind of grown out of favor with outdoor landscaping people except for accents whereas back in the 90s we were doing entire hardscapes with flagstone and it's very tricky it's a tricky product to install and make look good it's a tricky product to install and just be able to set a table on it and you know (laughs) and have all four feet touching the ground at the same time and not rocking. It's a very irregular surface. But that's why, that's one of the things that are, is an appeal to people looking for that rustic look. And we laid a lot of flagstone on sand beds over the years. But as we became more and more discerning 
about what really looked good and what held up well, it got to the point where we discouraged people from using flagstone unless they would let us pour a concrete slab and let us grout to that. And really, that gives us the platform we need to make the flagstone as regular and as smooth as possible. And then we, even with our subcontractors, I'm not saying we invented it, but we would turn the flagstone. We, you lay it out like a puzzle. You completely lay every piece of flagstone out. And then we would pick the piece of flagstone up, turn it upside down, put it on a sawhorse. And we'd use a diamond blade grinder and actually shape the flagstone, not, re- not in a regular way, but we would shape it just enough so that the grout joints between the stone would end up being fairly regular. And when you do it that way, it is truly, truly a gorgeous patio. Uh, Gorgeous. But it's still fairly high maintenance to keep it clean. uh, And Flagstone likes to peel itself so you're constantly sweeping it uh, and done that way it's so expensive that it's it's four times as much money as just doing a nice paver application that's one of the reasons 99 percent of all the outdoor surfaces we are doing in our remodeling company right now just happens to be Sandset pavers. <laughs> and with pavers or a lot of other Bellegarde products, you could put them just about anywhere, and it, and it fits. Flagstone, yes. you couldn't slap into a California-style subdivision and, and, it, and make it look good or natural. It's got to fit the, the complete uh, landscape setting and the house uh, architectural features to really make it mix. It's, it's not uh, a one-size-fits-all look. Uh-huh. It's very local. Have you ever been it to Ash Fork off, right. the, they mine off of Interstate 40? They quarry And it. take the <laughs> business route. You know, you probably pass 12 different Flagstaff uh, wholesale companies, and it's right along the rail yard. That's so right. They just rail cars pull up, load it, and ship it out. So it's it's about as local of a natural mine product as you could, hardscape product as you could find. I like it, but I like the rustic look, and I don't mind moving my chair a time or two, but it is really, really expensive, installed, done correctly. So there's our pros and cons for Flagstaff, uh, uh, Flagstone, I'm sorry. Up north, the farther north you get, the more maintenance it's going to be, because as moisture gets in the layers of the Flagstone and freezes, it starts popping and peeling itself. So in the cold weather, you're really dealing with a high-maintenance product. So there it goes. Uh, Romy, I, uh, I heard something this week that absolutely scares me to death. Okay. A family we know is moving out of California. They could not find an available u-haul truck (laughs) now think about that 
If you can't find a U-Haul truck in California, why is that? You want a, a political satire answer? No. Or do you want like a... Just, a, just state the fact. Why can't you find a U-Haul truck in California? Because they've all headed east <laughs> with other U-Haul renters. Does that... <laughs> and none of them have returned west. Nobody's moving into California does to bring that, them back. Does that scare you to death? You know, Hey, as a single guy, if you're looking to pick up some weekend money... You know, driving U-Haul that way? Driving U-Haul's <laughs> trucks back to California. <laughs> we actually know someone that was planning on leaving the Santa Cruz area. And they actually called a cousin in Nevada and said, rent me a U-Haul truck and get it over here. They had, to, they had to hire a cousin to go get one in Nevada and bring it to them so they could move out of California. But when I heard that, it absolutely scared me. It, it, it just took my breath away. I just, oh, man. There was one that got really famous in Kentucky this week. I'm sure it's available now. <laughs> if you want to talk po politics, let's go there. Let's maybe, go. Maybe, maybe the wall <laughs> we need to build isn't on our southern border. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> maybe, maybe we should redirect the wall construction. <laughs> oh, man. Our top selling item this week in the East Store, it was the Earth Talon uh, D-Ring Shovel. We sent it to Florence, Arizona. And the uh, product of the month is the Magnet uh, Shields Magnets. There's a couple yes. different items. There's one that you can put against a wall to put whether you're it's strong enough to hold tools in a workshop or knives in the kitchen. But the Magnet Sweep, another uh, one of our newsletter subscribers sent another way they use the magnetic sweep is just to sweep it over the shoers area after resetting oh, horseshoes sure. oh because those little tiny sure. nails that can easily get uh you know disappear in the dirt coming out of the horseshoes so another another use for the magnetic sweep there's a new service now at you know what is how, how does that go uh necessity prompts Breathe. Necessity is the, is the mother, mother of, of invention. invention. There is a new company that's saying they can sanitize football stadiums with drones in a matter of 40 minutes. Uh, they were testing it out of Chicago. So we may be seeing that as part of, you know, I, I heard Pac-12 was going to start football Pac again. Pac I know SEC yep. starts today. High yep. school football starts next Friday. That's or this right. Friday, I should say. Okay, callers. <laughs> you can get in right now yeah. if you don't want to talk football. <laughs> if you have a question about your house, Castle or Cabin, 1-888-767-4348. We'd love to hear from you and help you out with your problems at home. But, yeah, we can talk football. It's the Arius <laughs> Fog Company, so I'm sure that'll be one of many that we'll start seeing uh, pop up around the, the, the country. And have you ever heard of a living certified building? It's a new uh, thing sure. in, like— no. Is it a green kind of a thing? It—, it, it Goes on top of the green. You know, there, there's One another more layer. Right. Okay. And the first living certified building uh, in California was a retrofit out of a masonry home. And I just wanted to bring that up because you could never take a 70 year old building out of anything but masonry and repurpose it to a living building. That you, there's nothing that structurally sound. So, one more shameless plug for masonry there. It was the only thing that interested me about that article was the fact that it was an old brick building. 
And then uh, there was a new story this week. Arizona three, has three cities among the 25 most affordable for renters living alone. And that one really struck my interest because we're always talking about labor and skilled labor. And that would be, so, you know, so we've got a great Arizona market for young people looking to break into the trades coming from other parts of, you know, wherever they're coming from, that we've got a, affordable housing for them to come break into the trades. I'm going to circle back around to our flagstone topic. We had a texter say, my backyard has flagstone finish. What should I replace it with? So it's somebody that's tired of the maintenance or looking for a new look. And Nathan got his Belgard showroom opened up. And on Tempe, it's uh, 1919 West Fairmount and Suite 5. And he's going to have no less than probably 10 different options for you to go oh, look yeah. at on different types of services to put down. But we really like Belgard products. And this showroom will give you the the right answer for you because it they wanted us to give them the answer. Well, I would just say go to the design center and find the one that's right for you. Because it's all on display. It's and, all there. You can see it and judge for yourself. And what's available, there's going to be things that are going to fit your home. There's going to be things that aren't right for your home. So not knowing what your home looks like or what look you're going for, everything you're trying to finish, take a couple pictures of your home there and – you know, they can put it digitally and start putting in new pictures of what this product would look like or what that product would look like or the mix of this and that. Solution Center by Belgard Paver. Mr. Nathan Angel put that together. It's been a sparkle in his eye for a long time, and uh, they've got it done. And gonna, I think we're going to help them do like a little big grand opening celebration here very, very soon. So that's what I would recommend replacing your flagstone you know one of the reasons flagstone is so expensive done correctly is it's so backbreaking and everyone on the crew has to go get massaged every single night and that has to be built into the part of your job hey i got a little bit of trouble last week matter of fact i got in a lot of trouble last week you weren't here and that's usually when it happens when you're not here i say something that gets me in trouble and i mentioned to people that Due to all the COVID chaos, uh, Rosie on the House Remodeling Company had a little opening. Jobs that were scheduled and then postponed and then scheduled and then postponed and then scheduled and then postponed. Uh, we were having a hard time kind of balancing our workload. So I said, if you have a small job, we could probably fit you in right now. And then I left town. <laughs> kind of set the boys off. They said, do you know how many phone calls we got for small jobs, folks? So let me clarify myself. At Rosie on the House Remodeling, we, our design team is completely buried in work. We're going to be starting in the next four to six weeks. When I say if you have a small job that you might like us to take a look at, it's got to be a small enough job that we don't have to pull a permit. Because virtually every city and, and the county as well, is operating at half staff. So anything we have to design and get a permit for doesn't fit into this. But if you've got some little project you'd like to get done, I've got guys 
uh, over the next 30 days, we're going to need to put people. And um, give us a call, and we'll see if we can't fit you in. But if it needs a permit, I don't have a designer available until after the first of the year (laughs) to get something drawn and submitted for permit. On the topic of Flagstaff, we've got Greg on the line who wants to talk about his Make that it's flagstone. Did I say flagstone? Yeah, yeah. You can tell where my mind is. Cooler weather. (laughs) We're gonna need a flagstone meter now. (laughs) Greg, welcome. Well, it's an honor to talk to you, Rosie. Uh this this is about my my, uh, son's house. He's he's in the army and he's deployed right now in the Middle East. So I'm kind of looking after his house. He has a pool in his backyard, and it's surrounded with flagstaff. I mean, flag, <laughs> flagstone. Okay. Fla- flagstone. And um, as you say, it's, it's peeling like crazy. Uh, it doesn't do well with water, and uh, it's really flaking off quite a bit. And I was wondering, is there any way that you can uh, seal that or prevent that from uh, further deterioration, or is it just have to be replaced? Greg, what, what part of Arizona is the home in? Uh, it's up in uh, Goodyear in okay. uh, All right. Estrella Mountain Ranch. Yeah, pretty, 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 pretty area. Greg, there are materials that we can seal flagstone with that will curtail some of that peeling and crumbling, but it won't stop it. Uh, okay. The, and the chemicals from a pool complicate flagstone even more abs yeah it does yeah it does and and then the ultraviolet uh baking away whatever you put on there but uh you could get to border marvell and find a clear uh you you can you i would not if if you're gonna seal it i would not put a high gloss sealer on it no you want something water-based yeah you 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 don't want to make it look like it's wet all the time that causes it to be very slippery and it really creates a ginormous maintenance headache and they go with a clear the bubble matte finish too. and they'll bubble go with a clear matte finish greg get to border marvell multiple locations closest one to goodyear is gonna be 75th avenue and bell thunderbird 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 Used to be a nursery. It's on the north side of the road, east of 75th. So thank your son for his service and employment. Yes. The Sanderson Ford Promise. We promise, we deliver. Sanderson Ford has been promising a better car buying experience and keeping our promise for over 65 years. And their 65th anniversary sale, they promised the best buying experience, which is nothing new. The biggest inventory and the lowest prices, again, nothing new. Take nine grand off over 200 new F-150 Super Crew trucks that are in stock. 2020 Escapes for 23.9. Rangers. 27.9, and on top of those offers, a 65-inch TV with the purchase of any new Ford. We promise no hassle, no pressure, no nonsense approach to earning your business. We promise to give back to our community as they do constantly They do. do. Promise total customer satisfaction, and we deliver. Sanderson Ford for any and all your vehicle needs. Absolutely. 
That's no contest. No contest. Boy, the low the phone line sure loaded up. Let's see if we can get to a couple real, real quick. Trisha, first on the line at one triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight. Rosie for you. Trisha. Hi guys, how are you? Very good. What's your question? Um, so I had a question. Um, I've been in my house for about two years, and there's just been something that's been driving me bonkers. Um, there's random drip sounds in my house. So we have a, uh, I'll flush the toilet downstairs, and then in the uh, laundry room, I'll hear drip sounds. There's nobody upstairs. There hasn't been anyone upstairs for hours. Then um now, I'm does anyone I'm going to sleep at nine o'clock? At... Sorry, go ahead. The upstairs bedrooms, bathrooms, uh, water fixtures—do they get used? Yes, they get used, okay. but it had been like several hours, and there's just random drips later. Um, and then, like nine o'clock at night, I'll be going to bed, and uh, all of a sudden, I hear drips on the exterior walls from the roof while we have a uh, downstairs floor air conditioning unit. So I'm like, where's the drips coming from? (laughs) The mysterious water drip and that outside drip. Have you know where the condensation line comes from your air conditioning? The condensation line is on the other side of the house down on the bottom level. Does it happen year round? Yes. Stumped. <laughs> uh, you just earned a visit from Rosie. I don't like being stumped. When I'm stumped, we figure it out. Where are you? Where Where are you in Arizona? In surprise. In surprise. Okay. Um, I, I, we, I would have to ask a lot more questions, but we'll solve it for you. We're just not going to be able to solve it right here on the radio show. So we've got your name. We've got your phone number. Uh, we'll we'll go digging, and and this this is just one more way the ongoing education of Rosie Romero. So what was the one we learned from Walker Plumbing? Something with the backflow prevention going bad after fifty years that was creating a water hammer. A, wa- a water hammer on the sprinkler irrigation box. Yeah. Uh, the backflow preventer vacuum breaker. Uh, they're all wearing out. They're all thirty and forty years old. So Which that was a brand that was a brand new education, and Just, I'm guessing for a in surprise we're not dealing with that old of a home. So this is going to be something uh, something new. To we'll go find out. Add to the database. We'll go find out. Hey, let's bring another special guest in joining us from Pima County, Manny Sanchez of the Pool Court. Manny, welcome. How you doing, Rosie? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you, my friend? Doing great today. It's a wonderful day. If you heard in the outdoor living hour, Jay talking about you want to know how cool it is, try jumping in your pool. <laughs> and for a lot of us, we're now past our swim season, so we're going to brought Manny in to talk about pool covers. A lot of things you can expect a pool cover to do and not do, Manny. Uh, what What are people looking for? When they're looking for a pool cover, you could be looking just to keep the dirt out. You could be looking to block evaporation. You could be looking at saving chemicals. All of those covers accomplish a lot, but they aren't going to accomplish child safety. Talk talk about pool covers in general. 
Well, pool covers are, are typically designed to help retain heat in your pool. Um, there's multiple options. Some There's vinyl covers, there's poly covers, there's bubble covers, and there's foam covers. Um, all more or less accomplish the same thing with some slight variables. Um, there's a lot of different types on the market. Um, a lot of it is based on marketing and the market that it, they're geared for, but more than anything... Um, your traditional cover is going to cover your pool, help heat it, and help keep it clean. Not a safety feature. Uh, if you're looking for safety, your more lines going to be geared to looking for. Um, there, there, there's products out there that are designed and marketed to be safety products and those are the ones that you'd mount up to your deck those are ones that would um be installed onto um a track system like an auto cover um those obviously are a little bit more cost they're more of a custom item for more pools that would more or less require a professional to help spec you and install it yes um it all depends on what you're looking to accomplish but if you're looking for a combination of a solar slash safety cover, um, most of the safety covers on the market would accomplish that. Manny, I've got a question for you. There, there, there's a concept or an idea out there that I've heard about for a long time. I've always been skeptical of it, but maybe that's just me. Again, maybe I just need to be more educated. There's a chemical cover that you can put on your pool that's supposed to stop evaporation and save chemicals. Is that practical? Does it work? So, yes, it does work. Um, a lot of, it, and it all depends on the efficiencies you're looking for. Um, nothing's going to cover a, a pool better than a cover itself. But let's suppose that you're taking the cover off during the course of the day to swim or just allow the pool to just breathe, per se, um, the liquid covers will work better in that capacity because obviously they're still in the pool. Yes. And they kind of create a barrier that will um, discourage evaporation. So though, in the, in the large scheme of things, their efficiencies are a little less than they would be with um, a solid cover that covers your entire pool, there is an application for them. But basically, based on your application, that's when you'd make that determination. Uh, is my pool cover always going to be off? Uh, do I not have accessibility to put it on? It is a great option for you. Okay. If you have the ability to take a cover on and off as needed, many times during the day, then my recommendation would be a solid cover. And one of the things in studying this that kind of alerted me to something to warn people about is if you have a manual cover, don't leave it partially on and partially off. If you're going to remove it, remove it. And make sure you make sure you haven't got kids in there swimming with half the pool uncovered. Absolutely. So uh, covering a pool halfway, obviously, it would um, decrease evaporation, but at the same time, you you risk yourself to somebody getting hurt 
I mean, somebody could swim under the cover, get disoriented, and possibly drown. Well, I know it has become a bigger industry as far as covering the pool, pretty well putting it to sleep winter long. Uh, they do make covers that are custom made for each individual swimming pool that are f- securely attached to the deck that allow you to actually walk out there or, and it will be tight enough to keep people from crawling underneath it. But one thing people forget about is when it rains, if it's that secure, what do you do with all the water that accumulates on the top of it? <laughs> well, some covers, and, and a lot of it depends on the application of your yard, there is mesh covers that will allow water to seep through. Okay. But if, if you get a mesh cover, um, and depending on the thickness of it and uh, depending on the color of it, some of the, the debris will still get through. Now, if you get one of the solid cover, um, obviously water is not going to seep through, but the debris that's on top will store on top, therefore keeping your pool closed during, uh, keeping your pool clean during the closed season. So if you were to hypothetically, and this is not a word that's used in Arizona a lot, winterize your pool, uh, if you were to close it down for the season, everything would accumulate on the top and you'd be able to clean it but at the same time if you get a heavy rainfall uh you would be it would be wise to have a drain handy to drain the surface absolutely because i mean just a A sorry a pump not a drain a pump yeah 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 (laughs) Yeah. and and um so those are the the it, it all depends what you're trying to accomplish if you're trying to extend your swim season, you have the manual set solar bubble wrap type covers to put on. They're the mesh. They're the mesh style that can be are generally considered safety engineered to keep any unwanted bodies out of the swimming pool. Then you go to the solid covers, some that will or that won't allow rain to go through it. In a solid cover, anchored securely, you actually have to have a pump to pull the water off the top of the surface. It gets very, very heavy. It, it can, just because the amount of water that will build up on that will counteract the weight that's underneath the cover, and, and you could have some failures, which would then compromise the safety feature of the product you were investing in. Well, I'm seeing the use of pool covers more and more and more than I've ever seen uh, building, remodeling, and living in other people's backyards in Arizona. So we wanted to raise the topic up to allow people to kind of think through what they're trying to get done. Manny Sanchez, we appreciate you joining us here at Rosie on the House and helping educate the Arizona homeowner. Thank you very much for having me, Rosie. Well, thanks again. Pool covers it is our hashtag of the week to try and get all of you educated as to the right questions to ask according to what is it you're trying to get done
Hey, I got a good text that came in. We do have, we are going to get to Norma before we wrap up, uh, who's on the line. But I want to get your thoughts on, on your gut hunt. Pricing, I'm not really good at. And for a lot of years, I would keep you from saying anything related to pricing. But now that, you know, you're back of, in remodeling for the last um, five years, a you're lot a of, little more up to date on it. A lot of my superintendents say I'm not very good at pricing. <laughs> Uh, anyway, this, this what's your question? This wants to enclose the carport, and the quote he got was 14000 or she, uh, thought that that felt kind of high, and wants our opinion on, you know, could, could you enclose a carport for 14000 That sounds kind of low. There's a lot. You, you, done be, right. To be code compliant, converting a carport to a garage has quite a bit of work involved. You in. can't just start putting wood studs onto the the driveway that's there. You You'll have to sorry. demo it, form it up, and pour a foundation to meet the height of the rest of your house. So immediately right there, you've introduced concrete into the trade or into the job. Um, and depending on what your home is, if it's, you know, whether you're going to masonry, to meet, you know, that's the nice thing about a lot of those single uh, or double carport is they're ranch style homes. So you've got block there that you're matching and you're not doing a, a wood. So now you don't need a stucco contractor. But right. if, it, if it is matching stucco, now you've got stucco, yeah. framer, insulation. A lot of times, you know, those carports are built post and beam construction with headers and posts. And we can get by without putting a new foundation in, but we still have to undercut the post, lay a 8816 block on top of the slab, and get everything up above grade so we're not dealing with water rot and uh, moisture problems. And, and when you enclose a carport, a lot of times the sprinkler system or a little side rain We'll get the carport wet, and you just kind of learn to live with it. But when you enclose it to a garage, you don't want water infiltration coming in. I mean, you, one of the reasons you're enclosing it is for cleanliness, keeping the cars cleaner. But you've got fire code. That you didn't have to, to consider, consider before. Those ranch-style homes you were talking about many times, the kitchen sink had a window into the carport. That's got to come out. That, that's all of Central and, uh, South. I guess they call it South Scottsdale now. It used to be Central Scottsdale. But all those masonry, 50s and 60s construction home, the kitchen sink looked out onto the carport. That has to go. And you had mentioned fire code. The door is probably, as part of that fire code, you probably need a stronger solid core self-closing door. One hour rated self-closing, absolutely. If there was an attic access over there that either has to come out or get fired that, that fire code has to code compliant and which could be as easy as five eighths inch drywall but got, got if there's run. already drywall up there it's probably not strong enough to hold a second layer of drywall on top no, of no, it, or you no. wouldn't want to so you got to rip all that drywall out you've got to get in there and run electric because now that it's just a closed space, you're going to want receptacles in there, some lighting Well, and not in there. only want, but there's going to be certain places that outlets have to be, Absolutely. switches uh, have to be. You've got to have an additional, uh, don't you have to have an additional exit point from the garage? Other than into the house, you've got to have another side door out. No, I don't that, think that's a code requirement. Okay. But um, it's a nice feature. But it's a nice feature, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, And the garage door, you know, what's a garage door? Three, four grand? 
for a nice insulated one with a security plus automatic operator, you're going to be in that. You're certainly going to be in that neighborhood. So if if you spend three grand on the garage door, if your budget is fourteen, that's that's twenty one percent of your budget right there is the garage door. Yeah. So I'm not saying it can't be done for fourteen thousand, but I'd sure want to see. And and tell this texter if they want to send me a detailed description of everything that guy's doing for fourteen, I'll tell them if it's a complete job or not. I'll, I'll give him that review. For I'm free. curious too. Fourteen sounds really low. Yeah, I'd and, like to see what he's. But the good news about that is that's probably something that you would get back if you have on a resale of the home. That, that's never would. in the cost value report just because that's a national thing and i don't think a lot of places have in northwest have have (laughs) carports but that's definitely something i think and and would give you a definite selling advantage on your street because all the homes on your street are probably that way and maybe you know 10 percent have garages now you you would be at a good seller advantage absolutely so good good project to tackle sure thanks for the text and Send us a picture. We'll dive into more detail. Let's see how we can help. Norma, as we wrap up the hour, welcome to the program. Norma? Well, I guess we'll just finish Norma off air during top of the hour news break. If you've got questions between now and next week, rosieonthehouse.com. We've got a huge do-it-yourself database there. All of the contractors are listed if you need help, uh, professional service. Number one referral network in the state of Arizona for 12 years. And as voted by Arizona homeowners. Real quick, what's your takeaways from today? Well, we have uh, our outdoor living hour. Jay Harper was talking about fall fertilizing if you didn't get your citrus done. Now is a great time. And with the amount of extreme 110 plus record-breaking days we had. If there was ever a year they needed fertilizer, <laughs> this would be one of them. Winter lawn conversion, getting this uh, winter vegetable garden started. That, that was, it, was, it was, I love all of those outdoor topics, man. And, I mean, summer's over, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and before 10 o'clock in the morning, it's really nice outside. Nine, right? You're still under. Absolutely. Nine o'clock, we talked about dark sky. And the lighting requirements required for that, folks, if you're looking for a great something to do, go to Dolly Steamboat, uh, Dr. Sky Tours. It's a dinner cruise on Canyon Lake with Dr. Sky. And boy, it sounded like the it's sold out today. They have one this afternoon, but it's sold out today. But they've got one every month. Get on the website, dollysteamboat.com, and book one. That's a great family activity. Then at 10 o'clock hour? What? Flagstone kind of took it over. Flagstone kind of <laughs> took it over. We mentioned that as the most read article on our website this week, and the callers, and then that was what Norma wants to talk about as well. We'll fix her off there. But uh, between now and next week, if you have questions about your home, castle, or cabin, rosieonthehouse.com.